Hot off the press, Valve is making games again. We are we're in a world with Valve games. What do you guys think about this? Valve has bought Campo Santo to make games. Yeah. Well, I think Half Life Three is not going to come out regardless. No, no mm-hmm. never. Unless it's a walking sim. Unless it's Firewatch Two. Firewatch with me. Firewatch Two. Um, unless they can figure out a way to sell a bunch of hats. Probably they not could do that. Half Watch Fire Life. Not going to happen. Vortigaunt yeah. hats. It's never going to come out. I buy a Vortigaunt hat. Well, I don't know. I I think it's cool that they're making games again. I'm excited to see what they're going to make. Um, one can kind of predict what's going to be their first thing. Just Dota 3. Their popular titles, and I think that's probably going to be Dota 3. Which I don't Wait, f- Dota 3? Why would Dota be <laughs> 3? Well, so they can sell more copies and sell more. It's a free game. More no, I think they would. I think they would. Uh, they'd put it out. They'd charge people for I it. I think the smart move would be a new Left 4 Dead or mm. a new um, Team Fortress with, with more concise amounts of content. I just wonder. I feel like with these games, except for with Left 4 Dead, they are just living them forever. To, like they're still adding stuff to Left to Team Fortress. Yeah. So mm. it just is. There's too much stuff in Team Fortress. Yeah. Separate conversation. Well, and, and Team Fortress though, is also just bad now. So it's just, it's just so that. different. I don't know how I don't to hold that opinion. I don't know how to. Play. I just don't know how to play it now. Is what it is. I don't know what. Hmm. It's just like this guy shooting clams at me. I don't know what is it. What. What, what am I doing? Clams. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of content that I don't. I guess I just learned. That's really on the games. What it is. But but uh, yeah, I do like the premise of or the thought of new uh, Valve games. That's an exciting thing. We got uh, hoping. For, I want some single player Valve games. I don't want a multiplayer. Do you game. think we're gonna I don't get want a that, multiplayer though. game? So either. I mean. The reason no. they, they get Campo Santo, who's known for, for The Walking Dead, epi- the series one, which is a yeah. very narrative-based game, yeah. and they're known for... Um, Firewatch. Firewatch, which Firewatch. is a walking simulator. And um, what else have those guys worked on? I'm trying to think. Uh, well, I mean, that's that's pretty much the main takeaway. And they're making another Firewatch. walking simulator type game called oh, Valley of the Kings. Valley of the Kings, I yeah. I believe is what it's called, which mm. is about an Egyptologist kind of thing. It looked cool. I don't know. I've not played Firewatch yet. Does so. this mean that Valve is like opening up their portfolio of games? Like, because right now, in the last ten years, all they've made have been multiplayer focused games that they can sell shit. Yeah. Like, are they interested in having Campo Santo come and make like narrative driven short experience games for them? Maybe I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I kind of doubt be... it. Still. So Campo Santo said that they're still like their own entity. They can they have their own direction. Mm-hmm. So their games are like published by Valve. Sure, sure. They're not necessarily going to be and, Valve and games. They're owned by Valve, but right. they don't. Like, are they going to make Valve IP games? Or are they going to make Campo Santo IP games? We don't know, and it's it's kind of annoying because they make podcasts that I listen to, and they haven't put out a podcast since that announcement. Oh, which mm-hmm. is crazy. They haven't even put out a Twitter announcement about their podcast. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe that's ended. Or maybe huh. they're just waiting for a big, exciting reveal. Um, Do you think that Val will be at E3 this year? Oh, mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah? Yeah. Maybe. Why maybe. wouldn't they be at E3 this year? When, when were they last at E3? Were they not at E3 last year? They haven't been at E3 in like a decade, I feel like. Yeah, I can't remember the last time yeah. they were at E3. Maybe, maybe like 2009 or eight. Well, you know who is going to be at E3 this year? Me, I'm gonna be hanging out outside oh, yeah. the doors, talking to all the people that got to go inside because I'm not paying three hundred dollars. Because you're not an idiot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I'll, maybe Valve will have an outdoor event that I'll get to go to. Mm. Me and Gabe Newell will get to look at his knife collection together. Ooh, if you can give me like an inflatable crowbar, that would be great. 
I think I can pull that off. <laughs> I think it'll be more like an inflatable Team Fortress hat. Oh. But, you know. Like an inflatable sandwich? Yeah. Or like Ugh. the Medigun? Ugh. I mean, I think it's great they're making games. Me, personally, I can be happy never to play Team Fortress ever again. Yeah. And I could also be happy to never play Left 4 Dead ever again. Never? What if it's like a new Left 4 Dead? I've got, I got my Left 4 Dead fill recently with yeah. Vermintide, which I personally like a whole lot more than Left 4 Dead. Um, I also feel like zombies are so played out at sure. this point yeah. that I don't really want to watch another zombie movie or yeah. TV show or yeah. anything like that ever yeah. again. So even if they do make those games, I probably won't be too excited to play them. What if they make something else like Left 4 Ted, where like kill Ooh. army of clone Teds yeah. or something. I would left probably for bread, play like left Baker's for, Nightmare. Left in bed. I just yeah. couldn't get out of bed. Yeah. Left uh, in bed. Yeah. All right. It's like the home <laughs> five story. out of five yeah. stars. Kevin McAllister's got to fight off a bunch of people who yeah. are uh, trying to invade the house. A bunch of burgling dumbasses. Yeah, something of that nature, maybe. Yeah, I think it's great. I think it's you know fantastic. I for one am not super excited about it um, because I think realistically it's going to end up being some kind of cash in where they're going to put out like another dota or something or some other dota series well, wait, that I don't why care are they about. getting indie studios with the, that are i mean they're they're like getting like the equivalent of like a well-respected like indie film director they're not going to have them like film the super bowl you know what i mean like they there has to be a reason that they're getting yeah. this yeah. studio and who knows if they're not picking up other studios imagine if they bought arcane because arcane was going to make Half-Life Episode 3. Yeah, Raven like, Hall. that exists. I think it was Return to Raven Hall, I thought. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. That would have been um, cool. I would be down for that. <clears throat> Imagine if the next Half-Life came out and it was like immersive sim-esque. That would be cool. Yeah, that could be cool. That would be cool. I think if they release a new Half-Life game, it would have to be obviously as innovative because I think they want to. They don't want to release a Half-Life game that's not game-changing. Right, that doesn't shake it's everybody always, up. It's always been that way with Half-Life, so I think that's what they're right. That's what they, you know... And is there any way that they could actually do that? I don't know. Valve's always doing, or they had, when they, when they do games, they're always doing something creative and new. So. Well, I mean, remember like maybe a year ago or maybe two years ago, everyone was saying, oh, Half-Life VR, that's going to be the next big thing because mm. it's, you know, shake yeah. things up and it's going to be different to new. But that did not happen. VR is kind of like fizzled out. Yeah. It's right. Not, it's so not as big of a deal as it was. Not even nearly. It's like a yeah. niche thing. Yeah. yeah it's, like, yeah. it's like a niche market. So, I mean, I think we could safely rule that out. Yeah. I just but, wonder if this isn't like, like, what if, what if we get, what if we literally get like a Half-Life in-universe walking sim that tells some kind of story? What if they conclude Half-Life with a completely different type of game? How crazy would that be? I wouldn't like that. You wouldn't like that? No. An RTS. An RTS? <laughs> yeah, like Halo Wars? Yeah, the, I just, I think... <laughs> Gordon Freeman Wars? I mean, if they have... Well, but let me reiterate what I think would be lame if they ended Half-Life with a different genre game would be lame. If yeah. they make a game in that universe, that would be cool. Like I, I would play a walking sim in the Half-Life right. universe. That would be awesome. You want continuity. I want continuity, at least in terms of game design. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Where you're not necessarily playing as Gordon Freeman. Yeah. You're playing as... Someone else's story, but like, yeah. I would play a but in that universe, style game. That, that'd be cool. That would be cool. I'd be down for that. I'd be... I, I would play that, yeah. definitely. I think... Yeah. And I, I said this earlier, and I'll say it again. The last thing I want is another Valve multiplayer game. Right. Because I'm so yeah. burned out. So, yeah. so burned out. Like, what? 10 years, 15 years, however long these games have been out since the first Team Fortress yeah. that I just yeah. have played it so much. Yeah, and Left 4 Dead, too, just played it so much. I got my fill. I don't want it anymore. Right. So. Well, I don't know. We're going to have to see where that goes. Maybe you know, maybe you know what they're going to do? What? 
a hundred Gordon Freemans uh-huh. jump uh-huh. out of an airplane. Yeah. I like that with gravity guns. Yeah, they all have gravity guns and they land onto an island. Just throw coconuts at each other and stuff. You know, all those physics calculations, the tick rate would be like even lower than PUBG's. <laughs> you know, it'd be like that would be some laggy ass game. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So I don't know. Maybe we'll get some announcements around E3. I guess Valley of the Kings is still a year off. It's a 2019 game, so maybe whatever they're doing isn't even going to happen for a while. Put out a fucking podcast. It's going to be a. Uh, it's going to be a Unity game. I read too. What? They're going to continue to develop for Unity and not for Source. Oh, well, it's... Yeah, they're probably already like, significantly into the game. They said in the future, that's what they said. Oh, really? So I just thought that was interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. Did you guys... Uh, did you guys hear anything about another... Bloodstained? De- yeah, famous uh, 90s developer, you know, series. So what's into- the story with this? Because... I didn't know that this was happening. Okay. And I did. You showing me this was kind of like, what? Yeah. But it's awesome. So, uh, Kickstarter for, you know, Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, which is the sequel, spiritual sequel to Symphony of the Night, you know, what beloved Metroidvania for PS1. Um, one of the stretch goals for the game was if it hits a certain point, which it hit like the first day or second day, <laughs> was that they would develop a precursor game in an 8 bit style. Mm. So this is being developed by Inti Creates, who made, I believe they made Mighty Number no. 9, which was a crappy game. Ooh. They also made some other, I think, good games. I, I, I'm not, remember all of them off the top of my head, but um, it looks it looks pretty, the trailer looks really, I'm sold from the trailer, it looks very good. Mm-hmm. I think it's a smart move to give uh, to give us the best of both worlds of Castlevania in terms of game design and, right. and style. It's like, you get the 8-bit Castlevania and you get the modern you know, modern, the 90s style Metroidvania, Castlevania. So that's really cool to have. So this one won't be a Metroidvania style game. It'll be, it'll be 2D size. NES, NES, like linear progression kind of deal. Yep. 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 It's got four characters. It looks a lot like Castlevania three, or you can change your character mid game and do all, you know, use their abilities to get you through the, whatever the obstacle is that you're dealing with. Yeah. Yeah. Have they said they're putting a bloodstain on the switch? Is that happening? Yes. Uh, that's so this brilliant. game is also going to be on the Switch. That is great. And you can buy this game March 24th. On the Switch? On the Switch. Ooh. So Wait, I made a mistake. This game's on March 24th? Yeah. I made the mistake of of uh, getting it on PC, yeah. which I should have got on Switch for this game, because there's really no advantage to having it on the PC. Yeah. yeah. Um, I wonder if I can change my backer kit stuff now. I'm going to try and see if I can do that. Yeah, one thing, it's funny you say that, like, advantage of PC versus a console, and I'm starting to kind of lean in the direction that like if there's no clear advantage to getting it on the pc i'm gonna default to a console even at like really it would run at 1080p 60 no question yeah but isn't there always the advantage of future proofing future like like i can run think about it this way if we bought half-life 2 right in 2004 and you got it on the xbox even then it was a bit of a step down i did (laughs) i have that (laughs) let's say let's say on not the 360 the xbox oh oh right yeah um, it would be like, like I can run that game so much better now than I could then. Like there's always the improvements. Like you can run these games in 8k, like right. And backwards years. compatibility. Yeah. Eh. Isn't that a, that's a, per- it's, so not, it's not for, enough for, selling a point for me. For, I mean, if you're yeah. sitting at a computer 12 hours a day, all day long, the last thing I want to do is go home and sit at the computer again. And that's a big reason why I've been kind of leaning more into the console thing lately. I mean, sure, there's the argument that, hey, I can Steam link to the TV or I can plug the computer into the TV, but then you have to deal with the hassle of plugging the computer into the TV, dealing with all of that, and just being in Windows and dealing with Windows. And it Mm -hmm. seems that every time I go to play a game on my 
PC, whether it's on the TV or on the monitor, there's always some issue, some update, some bullshit nonsense that I have to deal with. And after a long day of working all day long, all week long, I don't want to deal with it. I just want to turn the game on. I want to play it, even if it's 1080p 30 at this point. Hmm. It's just like, I don't want to think about it. I don't want to deal with it. Being at the computer just kind of stresses me out. Really? In general. Yeah. So I just rather lay back in bed. I can prop my bed up. Nice, comfy memory foam mattress. Uh-huh. Have the dogs laying up there with me. Have a soda. Relax and just play the game that way. And it's right. just so much more of an enjoyable and rewarding experience to me. Lately, the past couple of weeks, yeah. few weeks, I've been kind of feeling like this. Hmm. And that's, you know, again, and I know this topic has been beaten into the ground, but that's a big reason why I love the Switch so much. I mean, you can dock it, then you can undock it and yeah. play it in your hands and fucking build a pillow fort and play right. it in that. And yeah. it's just so much more comfort. And it is gaming to me now, within the past couple of weeks anyway, maybe the past couple of months, have been so much more about comfort hmm. and being able to relax with the game than being hunched over a keyboard and sitting in an uncomfortable computer chair and hmm. having a monitor three feet away from your face. I just, I'm, I have been kind of out of it lately. Really? Know. It's a weird, because I've been playing PC games. All that's, all the things that you're describing life. just sound so good to me. I'm just sitting in front of a <laughs> giant computer screen and yeah. the mouse well, and keyboard. Well, I sit in front of a giant computer screen for, you know, 12 hours a day. I don't yeah. really want to necessarily do that when I get it. I mean, I, I have the same problem. Yeah. You know, like I, don't want I, deal, with Windows, I deal with Windows problems every day. You know, it's like I fix them all day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I understand that, but. It depends on the game for me. It's really case by case. Like sure. if it's a, if it's a 3D game that has online play, I would never buy it on a console. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it's a game that is shooting or action focused, I wouldn't get it on a console. But if it's yeah. like Donkey Kong or Mario right. or like well, a game that's a platform or like like Slash, I'd buy on Switch. Sure. Or like this game, eight bit games, 2D games where there's really no PC advantage because there's no resolution advantage. There's maybe just controller advantages would be the only real thing. Yeah. Two 2D games I don't really... I'd rather have on Switch I can play it portably. I right. mean, the one genre that I would... Well, I guess there's two genres that I would... Maybe three uh, genres that I would 100% pick the PC over a console, no matter what, would be FPS, obviously, mm-hmm. RTS, and mm-hmm. maybe CRPGs. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. other than that, I'm just like, I don't care. For me, it would like for, I would never play Souls on console again. Really? Yeah. I, yeah. It's bad I, on consoles, I think. Bloodborne's though. performance is just so infuriating. Like, it's... It, it, it's I can't tell you how bitter I am about it being on PS4. Like, I still yeah. am so mad about that. See, another thing for it, me, too, like, because I like the PC hardware side of things so much, a lot of the time when I'm playing the game, I find myself more wrapped up and concerned about the performance of the game and how good it looks and how good it's running versus the game itself mm-hmm. and what I should really be mm-hmm. enjoying about the game. And yeah. when it's on a console, I just plug it in, it runs, that's the best it's going to look, that's the best it's going to do. Don't have to think about it. Don't have to worry about it. And instead, I can immerse myself into the game. Hmm. Yeah. So it could be a lot of a lot of psychological things behind it as well. But it's probably an association thing. It, it that's is. How it's it's for exactly me. like an association thing to a degree. Yeah. That's why I, when I game, I primarily game on a controller on my PC because mm-hmm. I I don't want to be on a mouse any longer because I've already been on one all day. Yeah. Right. We all work on a computer more or less. Yeah. Is our main our main jobs, but and I feel what you're saying, and sometimes that's why. I just want to sit back and play like a controller game or something. The thing for me that maybe more than anything else is this feeling of being burned by backwards compatibility. Yes. Like every game I bought on PC for the past 15 years, I have access to on my current PC, on my laptop, all the games that I bought for Xbox, for PS2, 
for GameCube, yeah. for Xbox 360. I only own a PS3 right now. That's the only system that I, and I'm looking at maybe getting rid of that soon. Like I'm just losing my gaming history. And for me, old games are maybe more important to me than new games because I'm, I'm a real historian, I guess. And I just like to go back. So it's like, yeah. I, there's like kind of a fear. Like when I start buying games on consoles, like it feels impermanent to me in a way that, that I find troubling. It's really cool too because speaking to that point, I went, I, I'm playing a lot of Assassin's Creed Origins right now and I played, I wanted to see if I still had, uh, if, I, if, I, if Assassin's Creed 2 would it look like and how it played because I just forgotten how the series has changed. So I launched Assassin's Creed 2 and my save was right there. Like I hadn't played yeah. it in like 10 years yeah, and I sure. still had my save. Yeah, it was like, I remember I remember being here. Like this was like, I played it at your house. Like that was the last time I played that game. It was like in your room. Right, right. <laughs> I remember that actually. So yeah. Like um, have my save still, it's just, it's awesome. You know? Yeah, I mean, no, that's I'm definitely in complete agreement with that, and I'll always have a gaming PC and always want to play games on a PC. But for me, it comes down to comfort, really. At mm-hmm. the end of the day, it's just like I'm so exhausted and burned out. I don't want to sit at a fucking computer anymore. Yeah, it's just yuck. The thought of it stresses me. I've out. contemplated setting up a uh, second computer that that opens up um, big picture mode immediately with a controller, mm-hmm. with a wireless controller. So like literally just turn it on your controller. It's and a just console. Play. That it's would be console, amazing. But yeah. you get the performance of a PC, but sure. customization of a PC, but you have a, you know console like easy access, which I highly value as well. Trust me. Yeah. Like that's one of the reasons for. I mean, I could talk about this all day, but right. for split screen gaming, I don't want to deal with it on my PC because it's just too much of a pain in the butt yeah. dealing with the controllers and TV settings. Like it's like you just turn a console on, you have a controller synced, you play, and it's Boom. Yeah, that is the, way, the place where I find local gaming to, is to like excel. Local gaming is just so and that's much easier. Like, oh, yeah. I, I beat this horse to the death. But that's just why I love the Switch because like it's focused on that. Yeah, yeah. Do you guys like so the Switch? Do you, do you guys like the Switch? <laughs> uh, um, would, you, would you say? So would you I actually have been playing the Switch all week on a, a new game called uh, Donkey Kong Topple Free. It's not that new. It's new on the no, Switch. No, I think it's like four years. Is it old, a re-release? But, you know, or is it? A, it's a re-release. Okay. Um, it's made by Retro Studios, the guys who made Metroid Prime. Oh, nice. Oh, really? Yeah. Retro Studios. Retro Studios. That's, I did not know that. That's yeah. crazy, actually. So they made that. Um, it's actually the second game they've made in the Donkey Kong series. The first one was Donkey Kong Country Returns, which was a Wii game and a 3DS game as well. Hmm. Um, I never played that game. I never played that either. But I saw screenshots of it after playing Tropical Freeze. I was like, oh, this is like the exact same style. Like, mm-hmm. you know, these are clearly like Donkey Kong 1 and 2. It's very you know, they're similar. Mm-hmm. Um, so, right. Um, but I've been playing this game for about, I'm on the fifth world out of six worlds. So I've played a good, you know, probably 20 hours of it. I've done, I've gotten all of the collectibles, not the collectibles, not all. that's, that's hard to do. I've gotten all of the Kong collectibles up to the level that I'm yeah, currently the on. Puzzle pieces. So I've only harder. done, I'm in the first world yeah. right now. I maybe yeah. played 45 minutes of this game before you guys came over. Yeah. And even in the first world, the puzzle mm-hmm. pieces are not easy to get. Oh, they're hard. <laughs> yeah, that game is not not an easy game it's at all. It's not an easy game at all. And I, I really like that about it. Um, as someone who enjoys challenging single-player games, um, I think it's very difficult, but like it's every time I've... It's, it's kind of like in uh, other popular hard games that I'm not going to mention, that when you die in them, it's like, oh, this feels like... Uh, this, was like a, this was like a legit... Like I, I felt like I died because I messed up. It wasn't like the game was cheating me out of a death. It feels right. fair. It was fair... And it was like, I can do better. I can do this. I can beat this. And it was like, you try it again and again and you, and you do. And, and hmm. um, it gets, it gets hard. Like on the fifth world, it's I bet. like, this is, this is not a uh, easy game. Um, the way I've been playing it primarily is actually in co-op. So I bought the game knew, knowing it had co-op mm-hmm. and little else. Um, I was just like, oh, this would be a cool Switch game. Um, I have Hyrule Warriors coming soon. I can play that co-op with Summer. I'm playing with my girlfriend right now. Um, but this game's co-op is like one of the best 
co-op experience I've ever had in a game. Like it's wow, it's it's like as good as I'm, I like RE Five was one of my favorite co-op games. I think that's a really really good one that's too. A, that's a strong one. So this one. is like for me up there with RE Five. Wow, um, it's the the way that they allow you to handle things too. Like if you're playing with someone who's like maybe not as familiar with platformers, like they can like latch onto you like mm-hmm. you can and then like do like still shoot enemies from like from your shoulders oh that's cool so, like if there's like, like oh we have a hard jump ahead let's latch on like we'll do it together and yeah. then like and then you can separate and play separately and do your own thing wow and the game manages the camera really well that's something that we had problems with when we were playing mario uh new super mario Brothers. i think we yeah we were playing four player and the camera was like what's going really on i can't intense. figure this out yeah, yeah so this yeah. game doesn't have any of those problems that's so. great. I'm looking forward to it. That's the reason I bought that game too, is because of co-op. I mean, I had it on the Wii U. Mm-hmm. Um, I played through the first couple of worlds and I enjoyed it, but then I just kind of dropped off mainly because it was on the Wii U. The Wii U yeah. um, and I just didn't like the controller and what have you. Um, but I'm really excited to play it on the Switch. That That's good. Are you using two pro controllers that you play? Or are um, you using I only a pro own, controller? I only own the, one pro controller. So I'm using the pro controller and she's using the uh, Joy-Cons. The little Joy-Con. But in she, the, she doesn't the mind. She likes the Joy-Cons separately. So uh, 8-Bit Doe, I believe they're called, has mm-hmm. put out a pro controller substitute that I believe yes, is cheaper and better. I saw that. Better. It's like 20 bucks or something. It's supposed to be really good. Is it the SNES one? Yeah. Yeah. I, but I think you can, well, no, I think they put out one with sticks. It's a SNES controller. Yeah, with sticks. I was so looking it has at that full functionality, and there was something that was a deal breaker for it. I was looking oh, really? at it. I, was, I don't remember what it was. I was reading reviews, and they, someone had said something. I don't remember what it was. There was some hmm. deal breaker on it that I, I was like, "Oh, I'm going to buy this," and then I didn't for hmm. some reason. But uh, could um, make a good secondary. Yeah, it's true. Um, something about this guy I want to mention is the composer is David Wise, the guy mm-hmm. who composed the original Donkey Kong Country. Oh, that's awesome! The that's first three cool. games, and he did the Battletoads music. So it's it really feels like. Donkey Kong. Dude, did that guy do all that 8-bit music? Yes. Oh, my God. He did the music for uh, yeah. Marble Madness. For Rare? Probably. Yeah, that yeah. shit's amazing. No, dude, he, the music in this game is, like, astoundingly good. Oh, that's like, good. It's, oh, yeah. it's awesome. one of the it best soundtracks really I've heard in a long time, like, up there with Nier. Like, it's like, wow, this game's music is so, like, it's a lot of throwback, but it's, like, remixed throwback of his yeah, old stuff. Yeah, I, I just got to the stage where it's, like, you're kind of, like, silhouetted. Yeah, oh, that one's and, so like, good. The music the in that, the yeah. funk, it's like, dude, I <laughs> yes. love it. I just like turn the I volume know. up a couple of notches, and I'm I'm getting into it. Uh, speaking of funk, have you played as the Funky Kong? Yet? I haven't yet. Oh, actually, no, I, have. I, I did a little teeny bit. Uh huh. So it I really makes it easier. It, it's easy mode. You get like uh-huh. five hearts. You can double jump. You can slow fall. Oh wow! Like, it's smart to do that because Donkey Kong mode is hard, as you know. Yeah, it's yeah. challenging. And, Definitely. And if you're not, you know, if you're like, if, if you want someone who wants to either play like a more chill experience. Or you don't, you're not as good at platformers. You don't want something that's going to be like punishingly hard. Yeah, yeah. Um, then you got funky mode. Yeah, and funky mode is awesome. And I love you, how they call it funky mode. Yeah, no, funky <laughs> mode. it makes it even better. He has like a surfboard, and he can like he doesn't get hurt by spikes because the surfboard. Oh, and he that's has like awesome. a snorkel when you go underwater, so you can breathe forever. It's it's pretty cool. That's really awesome. You know, I and I just got a uh, cranky Kong for oh, yeah. the first time, and I like his jump where you like jump with a kind of like shovel knight sort of. Yeah, it is like yeah. shovel knight. Yeah, and you can like hit spikes or yep. certain points in yep. spikes and not take damage. And yeah, kind of leap from spike to spike to spike. I like and, how it has the three characters you can pick. And yeah, they all have different yeah. abilities. Right, your secondary right. characters like they affect how your double jump is, and you can they have they have all sorts of different things they can do. Um. Something else I want to mention in this game is the old Donkey Kong. You guys probably remember the uh, had minecart levels. Yes, mm-hmm. and they were hard. Yeah, right. Like I played Donkey Kong Country One, which I'd play as a kid with my cousin, and we went and played the minecart level again, the first one, the first yeah. game, and we died like thirty times on it. Like with save right. states, we were like dying over and over again. And this game has them as well, and they're still very hard. But there's a big difference: sixteen by nine aspect ratio. Like mm. it changes 
everything. You, I can see, you can see coming. where you're going. <laughs> That's yeah. funny. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, Donkey Kong really could have benefited from this way back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. That's a really funny observation. I know. It's I like, wouldn't really think of that like, normally. Like, hmm, widescreen, save the minecart level. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, it does have these rocket levels where they're like, they're, it's like the retro studios gimmick, I guess, version of the minecart level. Um, is you like on this rocket and you have to like press A to kind of float. Hmm. It's kind of like Flappy Bird. Right. And mm-hmm. I don't love those levels. Those are probably the only thing I don't I don't hate them. Like the, they, they work. You don't but love Flappy Bird? I, I I never really played it that much. Mm. But it's it's basically Flappy Bird with slightly smoother controls. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't love them. They, they have a skill. They're definitely a skill and, and dif- difficult, but not in a way that I really enjoy compared to the straight up platforming levels yeah. and the underwater levels, which are awesome. Like when do you look forward to underwater levels never. in games? Like never, no. right? They're, no. they're great in this game. They're, they're really fun. I'm so excited to play more <laughs> of that game. Like, cool. one thing I, I'm, I, I'm very impressed with it. One thing I noticed right off the bat, too, on the Switch version, I've, I've only played it handheld so far, but uh, it looks pretty damn good for it being a Wii yeah, U game. It does. And the animations are great. Yeah, and definitely. 60 frames per second, and it's a good, solid-looking game. And mm-hmm. I'm excited to see more of those 2.5D platformers come out on Me the too. Switch. I mean, I, I was kind of like iffy about them in the past, like uh, the new Super Mario Brothers or whatever. I mean... I enjoyed that. It was more fun screwing over your over your friends <laughs> yeah. in that game than actually trying to play the game. That, those games were fun, but I think this game is it, for Tropical Freeze is much better. Oh, I would say so too. In, even in the small amount that I've played, yeah. I think it's better. Um, I've also played a lot of uh, Yoshi's Woolly World. Oh yeah, uh, that two point five D. I liked that one a lot too. I love the graphic style. Yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah, I would love to see that uh, ported over to the Switch me too. as well. I'd buy that. Um, but yeah, no, I'm looking forward to more of those. I hope they do end up putting out more of those kind of new 2.5D. Yeah. I mean, Me too. I'll play them. I'm, I'm so happy this game wasn't buried on the Wii U again. Like Bayonetta 2. Keep like the back catalog like, like, coming, like, yeah. Like, these are two gems I would have been very sad to have lost because I, I, they're both have been so yeah. fantastic. I, I really, really hope they it. poured over 3D World. Uh, mm. 3D World is one of my favorite yeah. um, Wii U games. I agree. Um, the cat oh, yeah. one? Yeah, yeah the cat one. is so good. It's dude, brilliant. Dude, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a four-player game. It is a four-player. I, I would buy it's that in really a good. They did. They should port it. They would be it would be stupid not to. Yeah. 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 And then the of Zeno course Mario games. Maker. Yeah, Xenoblade yeah. Chronicles yeah. X yeah. would be yeah. amazing. That would yeah. be really good. Or some of those N64 remasters that they put on the 3DS. I'd like to have too, like the Star Fox and Ocarina of Time at 30 frames per second instead of 20 or 60 maybe. Uh that might be asking too much. But but yeah, they could even bring over uh that HD Wind Waker would yeah. be awesome mm-hmm. to see yeah, on that. Definitely. And the HD Twilight Princess, I yeah. would play through that. Yeah. Um, and I don't think they've ever re-released Skyward Sword, so it would be cool to play that without <laughs> shitty fucking wiggle controls. <laughs> if, they, but, if they revamped it, yeah. I yeah. think uh, with in terms of Donkey Kong, it's probably the best Donkey Kong game. What about the original Donkey Kong? I mean, that's not even the same style. Like In, in terms of Donkey Kong Country, like in the Western developed mm-hmm. ones, like of Rare or, or this, I think, I think Retro may have perfected the formula. What what Metroid about does that well? Like, because they did the same thing with uh, Metroid. Metroid, yeah. And a lot of people think those Metroid games. I know you're not a fan, but like, I, I have to play them again. They have a a serious audience. I think I played them. They... I played them when I was like in middle school. Right, with, like a different mindset. And you're like, so, this isn't Halo. Yeah, exactly. This isn't that's, fucking that's Halo. Exactly what my problem was. So, what about Donkey Konga? Have you ever played Donkey <laughs> you Konga? Had dude, that game is fun. I, I never played it. I love that game. That game's pretty damn. Actually, fun. I did play it. Yeah, yeah. I That's the one. Twice. It's like it's a two D side scroller, yeah. but you control him using the conga drums. Yeah. Um, yeah. I really like that game. Yeah, it yeah. was cool. I thought it was really fun. Um, I think I got it in a pack. It, like it came with that and the rhythm game. Yeah, with a couple of the conga sets, and I got it for maybe like ten bucks. Oh, nice. Yeah, you know, like way after the game came yeah, out. Yeah, I remember playing it like like 
2008 maybe yeah yeah it yeah. was fun yeah yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. kind of like hit the drums and then you clap to do an attack or whatever i hope that retro makes another dk game apparently uh, shigeru Miyamoto was like you guys better get this right because donkey kong i hold near and dear to my heart like huh. he's like my donkey kong's my baby oh wow <laughs> that's funny <laughs> that's pretty good yeah it's pretty funny it's a good game i'm looking forward to playing more of it too yeah yeah play it and go up yeah oh yeah yeah that's that's why i bought it today is so my brother yeah. and i can play that tonight and yeah. throughout the rest of the weekend gotcha. yeah it's gonna be fun looking forward to that yeah. very good you'll have that. fun yes sir speaking of being a super hardcore console fanboy oh yes uh, what, what's going on uh, with uh god of war god of war um man the more i play that game the more i love that game yeah um i highly recommend it to both of you guys uh if you do end up playing it though you need to know it's a slow burn at first right okay. take some time to get off the ground okay. uh like the first four hours feels like a Naughty Dog game, okay. super handholdy and just kind of, you know, bringing you through the paces and it's super cinematic and you're like yeah. kind of unsure about the combat at first. Like it feels good, but as soon as you get into that main hub, the big open quote unquote open world part of it, and start getting the different abilities, um, holy fucking crap that game is so good especially mm. the combat so i rolled credits um i, I beat the game yeah um took me probably about 30 ish hours to beat the story because i kept getting sidetracked by a lot of the side stuff um and then That's immediately good. That's after my time yeah 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 immediately after you finish the story they're just kind of like okay go explore do whatever you want which i love i love when a me game too, allows sure. you to continue going after Absolutely. you finish the story right it doesn't stop you and yeah, you know you crap. To, i don't like that at yeah. all especially when it's a big open world and there's clearly more that could be done yeah. exactly yeah. yeah so um i rolled credits and then just immediately went back and started doing a lot of the side stuff sweet so i beat the uh, my favorite side thing um is the valkyries mm -hmm. so hidden throughout the world there are uh i think there are seven seven or eight uh valkyries and they're basically just incredibly difficult enemies they're really really hard mm -hmm. each time you kill one uh, you'll get like one of their armor pieces and some materials mm -hmm. and you'll also get their helmet um after you collect all of their helmets you then go to the valkyrie council i think it's called place all of the helmets on the throne and then it summons uh an extremely, extremely difficult enemy. Mm. And holy crap, I've been stuck on this boss. I've probably fought this boss for a good three hours. Mm. Can get it like three quarters of the way, have its health down, and mm -hmm. then I just hit a wall. It Damn. is insanely difficult. I Damn. do love the optional challenge bosses. Yeah. Games. Those are the best. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, those are always they're brutal. Yeah, and they're brutal. Uh, yeah. yeah, and this is brutal. Really? Yeah, so... Uh, I don't want to spoil it because okay. Um, okay. it's it's worth, you know, kind of uh, experiencing for the first time for yourself. But uh, the Valkyries, the, if you're going to do one side thing in God of War, go hunt down those Valkyries and go fight the Valkyries because the end result is absolutely worth it. All right. Um, I've also been doing the uh, the the Nifleheim, um, which is funny because that's a great black metal band. Yeah. Uh, um, that's a zone where... Um, it's also a bayonet, isn't it? The Nifleheim? I think it is. Yeah, it's yeah, it is. Talent. It is. Final Fantasy yeah. Seven. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Look at that. And Final Fantasy Fifteen. It's like you know, a place in the Bible, in the yeah, Old Testament. Yeah. Or um, <laughs> um, that's funny. Uh, my favorite part about that. So, so what it is is essentially a uh, randomized. Um, 
zone that you progress through, but the entire zone is covered in this mist. And you can only stay in the mist so long, and when the meter runs out, you're dead, and it's hmm. over. Mm. So you have to kind of quickly progress through this, fight the enemies, and collect the mist echoes to upgrade the armor that you get, which is the... It's called mist echoes? Like blood echoes? Mist echoes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like blood echoes, right? Okay. Um, and there is a Valkyrie in there, and you have to fight mm. her, and she's... Difficult. Fucking hard. You have a timer, it's a killer. It, it, and yeah, it's yeah. timed, yeah. right? So you got to be really know what you're doing um so i finished that i finished the uh in the knife flame and then there's the other one i can't remember its name but it's uh you go and you progress you climb this mountain right and essentially each stage of the mountain is a challenge where you activate it and you you know kill x number of enemies in a certain time uh kill x number of enemies without being hit Mm. and so on and so forth so i finished that as well so i think the only really big thing left for me to do is beat this last boss optional boss um, I could go hunt down these ravens. They're essentially like the GTA packages, right? Mm. There's like a hundred of them or 51 of them or, or something. Yeah. Korok seeds. Yeah. I don't really care to do that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm not really concerned those, about platinuming this game. Those, but. The, the collectible things of like getting all... I never do that. Yeah, neither do That's I. That's not for me. Yeah, I like the side stuff, like you said, of optional bosses. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. optional like combat arenas. Yeah. Or, or like armor unlocks or weapons, secret weapons. Yeah, yeah, I'm into that, yeah. but I don't like... Hunt the, the package. Secret, secret packages. Stuff. Yeah, I hate that. Banjo Kazooie stuff. Get every honeycomb or whatever. Whatever the right, thing, right. The, the rare yeah, the stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That doesn't do it for me. So I won't do that. Um, but I have put a lot of time into this game. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure how many hours offhand, but a whole lot. So I think once I beat this last optional boss, I'm ready to move on nice. to the next game. But okay, uh, that game's really, really fucking good. <laughs> That's all I hear is that it's really, really, really good. I got it. Really good. Go down to the red box and. It's worth playing. Get it. Check no it out. No question. Kevin, if you want to borrow you it. You should only borrow it when you're done. You oh, should yeah. play that game. I'm down. Yeah. I'm, like I'm interested. I said, get over that initial hump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But as soon as you start unlocking abilities, you know, it. it's so good. It's awesome. Yeah. It's okay. so good. Sweet. Yeah. All right. Looking forward to playing it. I'm still working on some some stuff right now. But you're playing Assassin's Creed Origins? Assassin's Creed Origins. That game is fucking killer. I love it. It's It could outwitch you the Witcher. I think potentially. I, potentially. I haven't played enough Witcher to say that, but I, I think probably, maybe for Kevin, for, right. for this Kevin. Yeah. It's a more <laughs> novel setting. Like, yes. Which is, I think which is big. all of us have complained about generic fantasy at one point or another. Right. Yes. So I'm just sick of, there's like a 200 year stretch of, of European history that has been replicated yeah. so many times. Yeah. It's like, okay, got it. That was cool. But it's cool, cool times. Cool, cool space. But well, The Witcher is more fairy tale than mm. it is, you know, fantasy. But, but like medieval Europe. Everybody yes. plus British accent. Yeah, when I was playing, yeah, that's I was playing it, it didn't feel like a place I hadn't been to. Like it didn't feel un- like it felt familiar. Like I've seen yeah. this before. You got to right. progress through the game a little bit more. I, I saw the uh, yeah okay fair enough yeah. yeah again I haven't played enough so I'm not gonna really critique it yeah sure, um, sure. but Assassin's Creed Origins right but it's, it's in Egypt Egypt right. Egypt yeah under like the the Greek empire yeah and it's, it's like it's, the collision of the greeks and the yeah, romans, and the romans and the it's, it's it's awesome I, I i really like historical settings myself so it, it i really especially that time period like i really like the classical settings. so it, i mean that was one of the things i liked about the first god of war was that it was yeah this ancient, ancient greece, greece yeah mm-hmm. and that you're just running through I, I can't remember i think you're running through athens in the very first game yeah and it's on yeah. fire and there's yeah. fucking people killing them. it's like totally puts you there yeah, yeah definitely that's, that's definitely yeah. a, a, something i really like too i love that setting so um yeah, I, I think I talked about it a little bit last time, but mm-hmm. um, it's got, like, it reminds me a lot of Metal Gear, like, and how you approach these big problems and bases right. and enemies, and 
you can like, how do I want to do this? You it's know? got the Far Cry Five, the Far Cry Five thing, thing too. Going on, yeah, yeah. I think it's the stealth is a lot better than Far Cry Five's. Yeah, Far Cry Five stealth is not particularly amazing in my All opinion, right. um, or any of the Far Cry games stealth really. Um, I'm playing on the hardest difficulty, and I think that's the way to play it. Maybe, or maybe at least on hard. Mm-hmm. Um, that way, that way you can't easily overpower enemies. And right. Like, like if they surround you, you can just destroy them on normal. So if you're playing a little bit harder, you have to kind of be more stealthy and like a little more tactful. On normal, you can pretty much just like every time you're about to die, you just run like 10 paces away in your health charge all the way back to full health. For me, like I will die from a guy's spear in two hits. Okay. That's cool. It's you have to really be on your, you have to be using the systems. Yeah. And it has the, it has that soulsy kind of combat. So it's, you you Mm -hmm. know, those skills are useful and it's, it's got the fun dodging and, and yeah. And all that stuff it doesn't have any stamina management or anything like that, right. which I think something they may actually could benefit from. I think I forgot that technically Assassin's Creed did climbing before Zelda did, but yeah. Zelda added the stamina system, right. and that was really the innovation of it. it. Was I mean also the fact that you can climb mountains, but um, <laughs> climb anything. The, the, but right. the, the climbing wouldn't have been very intense or scary if it didn't have stamina, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, that was really what made it like, oh, I got enough stamina, I can finally climb this this hill. I'm gonna try, I'm gonna climb up and see what's on top. Like yeah. that was that was something that was really cool about um, powers need a cost, is what it is. Yeah, yeah, like so it needs. They need something to like make it like so like risk. you're not just holding A and climbing up to the very top of it. Yeah. I think that was something they could work on for maybe their next Assassin's Creed game. I mean, sometimes you fall. Sometimes, sometimes it's hard to get you down. do fall. The only thing that was really hard to climb was the pyramid. Yeah, the pyramid. Everything else is not that difficult. And even that took me like three, four minutes. Like it wasn't that hard. It took me a little longer. You did have me there with you, but <laughs> yeah, that's but, true. Yeah, it, but it, yeah, that was the, the one thing that was tricky to climb. Um, I noticed that when you're playing it, all sorts of just things are happening in that game. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like there's like there's people getting in arguments or like fights breaking out or like weird right. just like bandits pillaging things. I was wandering through the desert on my camel in that game, <laughs> and I was like in the middle of nowhere, and all of a sudden like it's like like the, the camera like shifts over to the right, and there's like a burning bush. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, this is very biblical. <laughs> <laughs> it starts talking to you. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, that's that's funny. And then you like approach it, and it just turns into dust. Oh wow! And, it's, like, and then like a bunch of other things happen. Like it's just, like mirages in the game, I guess. Right. And you're, and you're in the desert. Pretty nice little attention to detail. I, I applaud them on that. Just for like yeah. just like little fun things that didn't. So with this game, are you able to turn off like the UI yes. and the compass? It's and pretty, really, it's pretty great. minimal. It's pretty minimal there already. Is no mini map. That's yeah, good. there's no mini map. Wow. Um, yeah. So like, it's not super Ubisofted. It isn't climb no. the tower, unlock the laundry list. You don't have to climb through towers. the checklist. You don't have to climb towers. Like that. That's amazing. The towers okay, are only if good. you want to fast travel. Yeah, that's all they're ah, for. And that's I good. don't ever fast travel in that game because yeah. the world's not that big that you need it's to. Pretty big, but it's not huge. It's a good size. Like it's a good size world, mm-hmm. but like but it's like the right size. I say. Like yeah, riding horseback through Egypt is like I don't want to rob myself of that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Like that's, that's, yeah, that's part of the and things happen when you when you ride through. Stuff happens. Like there's like things to do okay the funniest thing that happens is when you're in a town and the like i think they're like maybe the greek soldiers or whatever the soldiers start running through town and they just the start Greeks, plowing yeah. people over yeah they do i know get out, of, get out of the way like they just, yeah. they're just like get out of the way and the people are like, <laughs> <laughs> just like yeah. water flying everywhere it's, it's oh, good i the uh cities in that game are stunning oh yeah i mean that is some of the best uh, like as far as historical looking cities i don't think i've ever seen what looks as good as the ones in that game I mean, Assassin's Creed's always, that's kind of been their thing, right? That's true. They, they have like been the very Paris, good. Paris, and they have the... Historical England or London, I think, in one of them, and it's kind of always been their My thing. My only complaint with those cities is that they look spectacular, but they are total Potemkin villages. They're a little tiny. You can't walk into any of the buildings. Yeah, None of the true. people there are actually... That's not, I want, that's not entirely true. People are doing things. Apparently, they have routes. But, like, you can't talk to most of the people in the city. No. You can't go in most of the buildings. So there is a, there's a real feeling of, of uh, not being interactive. Yeah. Which I found um, to be a bummer, but I think the 
Um, the side quests are good. I like them in that game. I think they're completely The Witcher. Like, yeah. They compl- like, there's even like, hmm, better investigate this area and see what I can find. And it's like investigation mm, mode. <laughs> right. But you but don't have you to can, turn on that like weird vision. No, you don't. And you can just press a button like, and you can scan the area around you for all the things that you can interact with and you can just find them. So like, yeah. I don't really like that personally. People like that. That's cool. But for me, I don't love that doing that. So like, just be able to scan it and find like where I need to go immediately. I can do all those in like 30 seconds. It's nice. I do think that there has to be hopefully down the road, like a better solution to like, I think that open world games haven't handled side quests super well because they have so many of them. Yeah. And none of them end up being incredibly memorable. Mm-hmm. And I think if they can find some way to make it so that you're not doing Witcher vision and following footsteps, like that shit I think is terrible. Yeah, gameplay. I'm not, I'm not well, what I think is worse is, Oh, go fetch this thing right. and let me put it on your map for you. Right. Go follow the right. dot on your yeah. compass. No, that, right. that is the worst. Tunnel right. vision. Worst right. I really hate that. Yeah, yeah I think I, that's that, bad. That's 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 bad design. Yeah. Um, I think the thing that The Witcher did well, right, especially in terms of its quest, is like you'll be doing a quest and then suddenly things will change drastically. Mm-hmm. Like it's unexpected. Like I'm not sure. Like you don't know it's like it's not just like fetch the thing and then, but usually like you fetch oh, the thing right, and right. then things are drastically different suddenly. Like oh, right. the person you're helping is actually like a terrible person. You're right. right. Things them. unravel yeah. in a way that is so this interesting. Game, Clearly took that slice out of The Witcher because like awesome. it's, the, the quests are always like that. There's oh, always something good. happening. It's like um, I don't know if the writing is as good as is CD Projekt, but probably not. it's it's pretty good though for, for me it's good enough and, and the setting and the combat and yeah. mechanics are so compelling that i'm fine with that um, right by default the enemies uh it has the mmo style thing where the zones are leveled i think right. the witcher does that too i think it does uh yes yes it does so if you don't turn on enemy scaling the enemies will be like level two mm-hmm. you'll like kill them in one hit no oh, sure. so that sucks so just so, try on enemy scaling and then you're, that, that just solved. brings them up to your level it doesn't yes. bring it doesn't so basically by default the enemies are are in the the, the level of the zone so right. like if you're level two zone then you're level two if you turn the scaling on they'll be like level 29 if you're level 29 but they'll, what if you're level 29 scale. and you go to level 40 zone then they'll kill you okay so which so you just they just will always it only scales up not down yeah, yeah. but that's how it should be yeah i think so that's that's just i, I kind of wish that these games didn't do the, yeah, the gating like the gating, that level gating i don't like, like the level gating either but i it doesn't terribly bug me in that game because i just focus on that one zone that i'm in rather than yeah. wandering it does keep you focused so there, there's there's yeah. there's an upside there yeah and it, it le- leaves some of the other zones like ooh, what's gonna, what am i going to find here when i finally go here that's true there's so, the tendency like when you play like skyrim or something you just go walk in everything. circles around the map and you're like all right i've seen it all i'm done yeah yeah, yeah. um it, i like the mounted combat too in that game it yeah. somehow surprisingly is good like I like hunting something. deer on on yeah. horseback. Yeah, it's just fun. Shoot with the bow. Uh huh. No, just it, no. It's getting my sword. Oh, yeah, with the sword too. That's true. <laughs> um, I noticed that one thing I noticed in that game, like almost all the quests will end up being like there's like there's some bandit conspiracy in that world. Like all the bandits are conspiring to do all these horrible things, like in the whole world. Right. Like, almost every mission is like the bandits are here, <laughs> are in here, and they're poisoning the water. It's like these bandits are more. These are more than just bandits. These yeah. are like some <laughs> bandits are like Al Qaeda. <laughs> yeah. Like these are some like. <laughs> <laughs> have you noticed that? The ba- yeah, no, I have noticed that. <laughs> it's kind of comical. Like the band- it's like always bandits. Like, oh, okay, the bandits like, are <laughs> all the bad guys are bandits. Um, <laughs> bad guys are bandits. Not it's not it's not actually true, but like a lot of the time, the bandits are behind some horrible deed. But um, I'm about forty hours into that game, and I'm don't feel like I'm going to stop playing it anytime soon. Yeah, um, and it looks beautiful and runs beautiful on my PC. So I still need to check out the the tourism mode that they just recently put yeah, in. I haven't tried that yet. Hmm. I need it. I have not put any time into that but they recently added it and actually like maybe two months ago mm-hmm. um i i turned it on and then it was like it, it's clearly like a tour like yeah they actually, will Chris did a video talk about to it, you actually. oh did he 
Yeah, he said that he thinks it's an amazing idea and he wants to get hats off to them like four different times. He's like, hats off to you guys for doing this. Right. He's like, but you should make it so you can go anywhere, not like a tour guide. Because like, right. like the strength of video games is that you can go anywhere and do any of this stuff. Like it doesn't have to be in a museum. You can yeah. go anywhere and experience Don't turn it, it into a linear. Yeah. I mean, I wonder how, how difficult it would, that would be have been to, to do that, yeah. implement that. But yeah. It's really cool they added it though. And I it still want to check cool. it out. And yeah. they also just released the... Uh, god mode like hacked animus mode where you can like change all the stuff in the game hmm. it's kind of like crackdown's keys to the city remember uh, that that's cool so huh. you can like change that you can like make it so the enemies fight each other or yeah. they have like you can yeah. run super fast or like you can it's fun little you know sandbox mode sure so nice I, I love when they add that stuff to games nice nice i think uh next steam sale i'm gonna pick that one I would, up i'd do it yeah, i would it's do fun. it it's good it's I a good game it's the set, I guess the setting is so compelling and the world design is Made just, my game of the year list last year. Yeah, it would have been on mine for sure had I had I played it last year. Uh, yeah. Well, okay. Uh, Kevin and I played a little PUBG, new map. It's on did. test oh, yeah. server. It's on the test server right now. I want to call it Savage, this. but what is it called? Sonic? San Hook. San Sonic. Sonic. Yeah, it's Sonic the Hedgehog. So it's a like Vietnam kind of map. It looks very much like Battlefield Vietnam. You get like a lot of Battlefield Vietnam. Reminds me of Wake Island as well. Reminiscence, yeah. It's a quarter of the size of a usual map. Right. So when you think about what that means is that everybody is landing in a tight spot. And it seems as though they've distributed loot a little more uh, liberally. Yeah. Like it's, it's, you pretty quickly are finding assault rifles. Yeah. Scopes, ammo, shit that you need. They also added it. They also did some really weird change to the game, which I can't even comment on because I don't, I don't totally understand them yet. The new grips and the uh, the AR changes. Apparently they did not change the AK. So, (laughs) well, they nerfed all the ARs about the AK. Yeah. (laughs) It may be the best gun now. No, it might be the best gun. Um, (laughs) Fuck that gun. It's so bad. (laughs) But like, to keep this short, because I know we've talked about PUBG ad nauseum. Yeah. The like, and then you can comment on this too. Like, it really seems like it, 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 like part of the strength and part of the, the, the flaw, or at least a thing that people like and thing that people hate about PUBG is that let slow build, yeah. right? If you like it, you like it, but it definitely gets old. Mm-hmm. This map really just shortens that entire first two thirds of the game down to like from what, what might be 25 minutes to like five minutes. So you're looted and you're hearing gunshots just over the corner within like five minutes. See, that's what that game needed for me anyway. Like I put 220-ish hours into PUBG and I've reached the point of just like permanent PUBG burnout. Mm. Like I just, every time I play it, I could do a round and then I'm just like need to, I don't even want to look at that game anymore. Mm. I'm just so sick of it, especially like. The new Mir- Miramar, is that the newest map? Yeah. I really don't like the, that the map at all. I just think it's bad. It's Doesn't ugly to look map. at. I just don't like it. Right. So it, it's going to, if this map's doing what you're saying it's doing, that will definitely spike my interest. I noticed to get the back graphics this on this game. map are way better. Like it just looks better. Like it feels like it's better. Oh, Miramar looked better than the first map, too. Yeah. Like Miramar almost looked like a different game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I, I, I think that. This is the anti-Miramar. I like Miramar, but I know that that's a very controversial map. Mm-hmm. Um, and it definitely creates those long, drawn-out... Just because it's, it's more vertical, it's got it's, more... It's also... The, the buildings are like maze-like. Like, it's very mm-hmm. yeah. intricate map. It's very yeah. confusing. Yeah. Yeah. It it definitely... And, and I don't... I don't love the final town on Miramar as much as mm-hmm. I do on the... Uh, sure, Arangel. I agree with that. tends to be the most tense. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that this map is is completely... 
There's lots of cover. There's lots of tree canopy. It's very, very vertical, but there isn't a lot of building space. Mm-hmm. So you're not, there's nobody's, there's no six story buildings. Every building is one floor. Right. Yeah. They're just little huts. Mm-hmm. Um, the map is again, very small. So you're very, very quickly, you just fights are happening. Yeah. So it's just, it basically just, it kind of just solves the problem that a, a lot of people had. And I think it's, it's going to create for quick, still tense, still PUBG matches, but that are just much more action packed. And that, it, that have a quicker turn over time. Right, right. And it makes me excited, too, because now you can queue for a map. Yes. You can. <laughs> so, so you have to ever play Miramar again. Yeah. Yay. That's true. Gladly. Um, <laughs> that map. And now different, like now SMGs are a little more viable. I have tested yeah. the SMGs. I've been noticing, uh, I've been using the... They seem um, better. What's the one, the 25 round clip one? The Vector? Vector. I've been using the Vector mm-hmm. a lot, and the Vector has been really... Yeah. It's weird. I used to hate the Vector. Because I used to, when I first started playing that game... I'd get the vector and I'd shoot at somebody and I'd like unload the entire clip before the crosshair got on their on the character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it shoots too fast. Way yeah. It shoots fast. too fast. But uh, now I'm finding it to be extended mag. Really? Oh, you have to have the extended mag. But I'm finding it to be a very useful weapon, especially if you get a silencer for it. It's it's and in yeah. this map because the way that because of the way that there isn't really any large open spaces in this map, it's not a sniper friendly map. There's lots of trees. There's lots of hills. It's a totally SMG viable map. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So it really. It really changes the game mm-hmm. in, in a very meaningful way. Mm-hmm. Um, and we only played like five rounds on it. It's, it's, it's going to be off the test server on Tuesday. So by the time this is out, it's probably too late. But it should be live very soon. Yeah, it'll come out. Yeah. Play it then. I'll probably wait until it's out on yeah. regular servers before I play it. I'm not super excited to get back to PUBG. Yeah. Um, but well, I we mean, also like- played some Fortnite. <laughs> you, you, Fortnite. Oh, you guys played some Fortnite? Yeah. I, I think the last time I played, I kind of cemented them on like, I'm, this game is not for me. I, I, I played a round of that I'll play once, it, but yeah, I, I play it. I would rather just play PUBG. To be it's honest, it's really yeah, it's really just it's a game that's just cock teasing, is what it is. It's just like this is not getting me seventy five percent of where I want to go, yeah, and adding fifty percent more than I want. Yeah, I I played it around, and I was like, okay, so this is just like a weird, awkward, very awkward version of PUBG, mm-hmm. like. I'm playing it, I'm looting shit, I walk around the corner and I see a guy and I go to like take cover and fight him as you would in PUBG mm-hmm. and the guy starts like building a fucking wall in front of him and I'm just like, man, I don't want to have to learn this I mean, for yeah. one thing. It's just like Think too much it. for me it's to want to deal with. It's a free battle royale game that you can right. play on your phone Yeah, and kids can play it and think about it. You play it on your consoles. Not, that game well. is actually, Epic was like unintentionally, I think on point with that game because it's like cartoony graphics mm-hmm. free and all the kids who grew up playing Minecraft can now play a shooting game where you can build. It's yeah, like right. the perfect, yeah. it's like they couldn't have been in a better place with it. I love how it was like an accidental, like they made this game that failed. Mm-hmm. They rip off PUBG and now it's like, it's the huge. biggest game in the world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think Cracks it's, me up. I mean, but, good for them. But hey, good for them. I, I, I like Epic. Care. I like Epic. So I'm, yeah, I, yeah, I like Epic too. Yeah. Is there I, anybody left at Epic that like, like Tim Swinney still runs it. Okay. Same guy. He's the guy cool. who founded the company. It's, like, right. it's his, you know, it's, I dig it. It's his vision. Apparently the guys who did Unreal like did, did all the shooting design for Fortnite. Like it's all they they designed Battle Royale with like the Unreal team. Right, that I did hear. I I just want to. They've been promising us for like six months now that they're gonna redo the shooting because the the shooting is not built for competitive PvP. It's built mm-hmm. it's built for co op. Right. With with a gear progression. Right. So it's fucking wrong for a PvP shooter. And they keep swearing that they're gonna update it. And I know they're going to at some point soon. But like when they do that, I will actually be willing to spend a little time to check it out because the building is 
it's not what I want in a game, but it's interesting and it's not it's not hard to do. You just literally just click a button. No, oh, yeah, it's, it's very there's very a lot simple. of strategy behind the building though, Definitely. right? Definitely. And like building the right structure for the right situation. Mm-hmm. I know it's actually incredibly deep. Hmm. I think the actual act of building is easy. But right, there's a lot of knowing where to build and yeah, there's a big, a big yeah. meta in that game. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that I that just kind of gives me like a see. That's what makes me not want to deal. Yeah, with I don't want to deal with. That. I don't want to think about that. It's like we're PUBG. I've been playing FPS my entire yeah, exactly. fucking life. Yeah. I know exactly what to do. Yeah, right. Like, and, and I like natural. Yeah, the, the realistic setting and the the realistic gun physics and the yeah. ability to blend in with cover and use sound. Like, I feel like all a lot of the skills that you learn in PUBG are just not important in yeah. Fortnite. Yeah. And, and like every time I've tried to play Fortnite, the two or three times that I've legitimately tried immediately upon launching the great game, like the UI is really ugly yeah. and it's not great to I don't navigate like the art style either. and like the characters, just the way they look is yeah. really like frustrating yeah. to me. It just looks really, I, I love cartoon. I love Nintendo. Yeah. I, I love cartoon. I, I, I think it's amazing. I hate Bad cartoon, yeah, and generic cartoon, off-brand Pixar. It's yeah. basically off-brand yeah. Pixar. Yeah, I don't yeah. Like that that's how I felt Overwatch was too, though. Yeah, Overwatch and, like, has more character, though. I don't it love it, but it, sure. Like these guys really still... do just look like generic weirdos. Yeah, yeah. It, there's <laughs> I mean, really like no character to that. At least not to me. I mean, it's maybe there is, right? Maybe I just haven't played it enough to really be able to connect with that style. But every time I look at it, I just. Speaking of character, away. you guys, <laughs> I saw some photos of Mario without his mustache. People have like photoshopped it. It's like horrifying. <laughs> he, he looks wrong. Like he looks like a like a little eighteen year old weirdo. Is like, it as bad as Mario without his shirt on? Because I've seen that. Yeah, that's Worse. a little weird. He looks weirder. I mean, Mario is just a little troll person. He's not you human. Know, how old do you think Mario is? He's 24, 25. Right? He's 22. 20, 22. <laughs> he has got a glorious mustache dude, he looks, for being 22. Dude, he looks like he's yeah. like in his 40s. <laughs> like I yeah. always thought he was like supposed to be a 50 year old or 40 year old. Yeah, yeah. He's 20. That doesn't make sense. 22? He's, he's like too, what's the word? I mean, patronly? He, he's a troll. <laughs> too mature, too old. He just looks old. But he how, looks, can he be tw- how can he be 22? He's a 22 year old troll. I mean, trolls only live to be 35. Yeah, is he, so. Maybe he's just 22 in Mario years. Maybe it's like a dog and human thing. <laughs> he's just always been like a 50-year-old to me. Yeah. yeah. Or like a 40-year-old. Yeah. Like he's never been a 20, 22-year-old kid. 22-year-old. <laughs> I don't know about That's that one. True. There's just no so way. Shigeru Miyamoto said, yeah, the, man he's, he's, he's the man lying. who created him. He's lying. Um, 22. 22. <laughs> just old I enough mean, to drink. like Maybe Mario was 22 in like... I don't know. 1978. Yeah. Um, In in Donkey Kong. In Donkey Kong, Kong, maybe he he was was 22. Yeah. I don't think he's aged. Uh, What What year does Mario take place? Even. Yeah. (laughs) You know, we were talking about earlier. Idle Thumbs has an entire history, an entire uh, oral history of Mario. That's pretty hilarious. You can check out on YouTube. Um, Yeah. But uh, yeah, Mario twenty two. Wouldn't it be funny if Mario showed up to pledge for fraternity? <laughs> <laughs> I want to see the hazing rituals that Mario would have to undergo. Like, you gotta be this tall. Uh, <laughs> it's like bend over, Mario. Here's a Koopa shell. <laughs> <laughs> he just like he just feels small, Mario. Oh man, dude, dude, dude. Uh, yeah, cartoons. I don't know, man. Fortnite. I think it's good that all the, the youngins are really into that game, but it's free. It's free. on any system, any system. Yeah. Except is it on, it's not on uh, switch, is it? No, they, they no. It will be, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah they'd be foolish like not obvious. to. They'd be foolish not to. That's cool. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, all right. 
feel like that was a podcast, guys. Yeah. So as we did last time, I would like for all of us to uh, go out on the limb for something, a brand, a piece of music, a movie, an activity. Hmm. Hmm. What are you going out on the limb for today, Kevin? What am I going to go to limb for? Yeah. Um, Little Caesars Pizza. Little Caesars Pizza. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Pull it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, we're talking about the uh, what was it the the, the <laughs> what was it the funk? The uh, Little Caesar, the distinct Little Caesars funk. There's a there slight yeah. funk to it, but it's delicious, affordable, and yeah. and I'm full on it. And it's and the I paid twelve dollars, and Aaron and I. It's true. Split it, and we we're did. both full. And there's leftovers. There's leftovers. Yeah. yeah. So Wait, did we ever come to a conclusion of what we think the Little Caesars funk is? Just I think it's like a artificial, like oregano flavor or yeah. artificial Italian flavor. It yeah. kind of reminds me of the, the Subway Italian bread. Right. It's like if you yeah. were to go to the it grocery might be, it outlet. Might be the dough, actually. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think it is in the dough. Yeah. It could be the, a combination of the dough and the cheese. The just seasoning. Not the freshest, not the best cheese. Yeah, well, you guys have had like generic Italian seasoning. Right? Yeah. It yeah. just says, it, I think it's like that. Yeah. Italian right? seasoning. Like you go to the grocery <laughs> outlet like and you get powder. the, the yeah. bargain <clears throat> MSG yeah. vial of like yeah. Italian seed. I think that's probably what that funk so, is. That's my endorsement. I'm well, okay, let's talk about why it's good. We just talked about why it's bad. It's, it's a not, Detroit style pizza. It's a Detroit thick crust. Pizza, it's got a yeah. fluffy, crispy dough with yeah. a caramelized cheese ring around the edge that gives you a little bit of crunch in every bite. Mm. I mean, I. A good we, cheese pool. We, 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 did, we didn't say good sauce. things about it, unfortunately. But I mean, I go there every time I come to this house. Yeah. I go there. Which yeah. house is that? So, we're not even the house that we're, we're in. None of our house. We broke here. We're in a dogs. <laughs> we're in a building right now. And in that every time I enter this building, I have a little seat in my hand. So obviously, none of the minor qualms I have about it are significant enough to make me not want to get it. All right. So he went out on a limb for little Caesars. What are you going out on Caesars. a limb for? Man, I this is a hard one for me. Uh, I haven't been doing a lot of extracurricular things outside of games and work. Um, you know what's a good one? Mazda. Those cars, those are good <laughs> fucking cars. So I was in a car accident um, that left me out of my brand new Mazda for three months. When? Uh, about three months ago. What? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, they like hit me and I spun out and hit a fire hydrant. And oh my god! Did a ton of damage. So my car was gone for three months. So I was in this little rental and I was in a Ford Fiesta. Oh my god! For three mm. months, never drive a Ford. Don't do that. <laughs> like if it's a good, it's the per. I would describe a Ford Fiesta as the perfect teenage girl car. Like mm. first teenage girl's car, cheap. Don't know if it's necessary, really reliable. <laughs> um, it's a little car that serves its purpose, point A to point B. Mm. Um, but man, as soon as I got that Mazda back, good God, that is an excellent vehicle. Mm. Lots of room. It's a hatchback. Throw the dogs in there. Throw all my land shit in there. It's moderately quick. Good gas mileage. That's a good fucking car. Yes. I I have learned to truly appreciate that car once again. So, uh yeah. All right. That's, that was literally off the top of my head. That was I'm good. Sorry. I put no thought into this at all. It's a, that's, that's how it's done. I'm going to go out on a limb for happy hour. So I was downtown LA, Cinco de Mayo, and uh, didn't want to spend a lot of money on some alcohol. So I went to a bar, happy hour, $4 beers. This, this is, you want, you want to, you want to get your buzz on, but you don't want to spend a lot of money. Happy hour. That's uh yeah, it's a good price. That's what I'm, that's what I'm going out for. Wow. $4. $4 at Clifton's. Which uh, 
it's, the, it's this bar. It's downtown LA. Like the bottom floor, it looks all swanky. The middle floor looks like some kind of like tree, like building. It, literally, there's literally a giant tree in it. There's like fake redwood trees everywhere. Mm. And the top floor is this super swanky, like the Overlook Hotel looking. Mm. Like each floor is a completely different thing. Mm. And it has a uh, cafeteria that's where... Um, Wait, the tree's in the second level? So this is just like Yeah, the trees the tree? are in the first and second level. Okay, I was like, how does it... Bu- <laughs> but the first level has a very modern look, plus the trees. The second level has just is just treed the fuck out. I see. And the third level looks like a completely different place, like Overlook Hotel, kind of like mm. classic mid-century cool. swank. That sounds nice. Uh, but $4 drinks, uh, happy hour can't be beat. That's cheap. Nice. You know what? Can I throw in an extra one? Sure. Next one, speaking of drinking things, and I think we can all three agree that this is the greatest beverage ever conceived by man. LaCroix? LaCroix. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. any kind of sparkling water. I think we've talked about this on a past podcast, maybe yeah. when we were still the no-cast. You okay. know what? We did, because we talked about this with Josh. Yeah. SodaStream. Oh, SodaStream, that's yeah. right. I actually yeah. was introduced Named- to his SodaStream just three days ago when I was in San Diego hanging out with Josh. You, you, how did he introduce you to a soda stream? He poured me. He made. He made it. Use it. He made he was some like, soda. Hey, I got something to show you. Well, I was like, that's the soda stream mm. that a whole episode of Jump Crouch was named after. That's true. That. Yeah, so, buckle in, I man. Think episode two. I'm obsessed with my soda stream. I remember that one? Yeah, yeah. That was a so, while ago. It was pretty good. I I still think Lacroix is the best. Yeah. So give me give me a breakdown. Give me a a. a very short, concise review of the Soda Stream water that you get out of that versus like a LaCroix. What's the real difference here? Because yeah, Josh was pushing that pretty hard. Uh, well, I think, okay, so the real difference is that you have much more of it, right? Yeah. As much as you can make, more or less. Because I think the little uh, cartridges last for a lot longer. Okay. So you buy a LaCroix, you get in 12. This, you, you, you fill it up into a little thing, uh, and then it, you pour it in your water. And it's good. It's good bubbly water, and then you can add flavors to it. Um, it's more versatile. Mm-hmm. It's cheaper. It lasts longer. So would you recommend it over LaCroix? What? Would you recommend it over LaCroix? I mean, it, yeah, maybe. If you're really serious about it, it might be the way to go. Hmm. I am serious hmm. about it. Yeah, that I'm might, also that might I'm be. sick of buying LaCroix all the time. I mean, that's yeah, the thing, it's right? it's expensive. LaCroix tastes good, but it's expensive. It doesn't last five minutes. Yeah. You buy a 12-pack, it's yeah, gone. Yeah, dude, everyone in the house drinks those things immediately. Uh, yeah, oh, those yeah. things get just destroyed. Well, they last like three or four days at yeah. my house, and they're gone. If they, I mean, that's if shocking that, you could, that they last three or four days. That's like impressive. Uh, <laughs> for me, it's like yeah. two days. Like It's like everyone's like, oh, LaCroix, let me get two of those. And yeah, like no, people, no, no, people are shotgunning them. Yeah. They've got the yeah. little beer hat on, and they're drinking <laughs> LaCroix. LaCroix is like the, the, the drink of the gods, though. It's it like is so good. It's a gift from a higher I mean, really, San Pellegrino is the gift of the gods. Yeah, San Pellegrino is good. LaCroix is the wannabe. But it has that flavor. It does, and but it's not it's, sugar. No, it's it's it it's great. You know, it goes with you know, above with that pizza. Actually, I had it with a pizza. Yeah. yeah, great combo. It's a great beer replacement. Yeah, it is. It is. It's yeah. uh, you know, talk about let's talk about this before. We have, it's, yeah. if you want to lose a little yeah. weight, Lacroix. I should do that. now if they can caffeinate Lacroix. Mm. For me, there's no turning back. That is that is the end game. Wait, right? Turning there. back from what? Just like. From well, I would replace coffee with it because uh, I, I drink probably be, it at least beverage. five cups of coffee. You could put a iced day. tea. You could make iced tea out of it. Yeah, you, would I guess you probably could. Could you soda stream iced tea? Yeah, I'm sure you could. Bubbly tea, bubbly tea. I just yeah. want I don't caffeine, think hot, like an energy drink. Hot but bubbles it's sounds LaCroix. bad. That's like a like a hot tub. Hot bubble. Hot bubbles. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't seem like. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, it's like a hot tub. You sit in the hot tub is hot and bubbly. <laughs> Doesn't sound like anything I'd ever want to drink. No, no. Drinking hot tub water doesn't sound like a 
No. A good thing. No, it doesn't. But uh, it sounds like I've got a whiny dog over here, and he's giving me this look like, yeah. are you going to let me out and stop talking about LaCroix? <laughs> Probably mm. not. Probably not. We're not drinking LaCroix. We're drinking Soleil, which is... Well, we're drinking LaCroix. the Safeway brand because yeah. we're cheap pieces it's, of shit. It's, it's, it's actually not even ours. We just stole this that's out true. of the refrigerator that's, that's true. here. <laughs> that's, a, that's a fair point. All right, guys. Uh, new episode of the NoCast. NoCast. The NoCast. Oh, <laughs> What's going on? Oh, you're off brand here, buddy. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, yeah. Well... New, the I, Jump Crouch. I think that's an episode. Podcast. That's uh, another, we'll be, another one for the books. Say hi to Instagram. Guys. Hi Instagram. Hey Instagram. How's it going? Yeah. Where, where can we, where can they find us? On you, you can find us at jumpcrouch.com. That's right. And right. Twitter. Right. At, at the Jump Crouch. And, and apparently and on Instagram. Instagram. They would already have found us there. Because and, this, <laughs> I hope you don't true. need help finding us on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> and there was another thing too, right? This YouTube. Aaron's videos are on YouTube. Yes. That's true. YouTube.com. Um, yeah. Man, this okay. one this one went off the rails at the end. <laughs> I think it'll be good. I think this will be this will be some quality. This is gonna be good. Maybe a little editing at the end. Uh we can put some of this in the beginning. Okay. Once again, Madden. Oh yeah, Madden's we, the man. Madden. We every day that I think about that somebody actually composed a piece of music for something that I do. It's pretty yeah. great. I for us, my I know, seriously. It's, it's yeah, incredible. Good. Good guy. We fucking love you. Yeah, we do. We love your music. Uh check them out. Soundcloud.com slash M A D Y N. Yep. And also, I'll put the Bandcamp link. I, can't, I think it's Bandcamp, M-A-D-Y-N also. Four albums up there. Uh, at least maybe I like five. his little smiley face. Smiley face is awesome. Yeah, I like that. All right. If you have mail, send it in at mail at jumpcrouch.com or send us a tweet or hit us up on uh, Instagram, the Jump mm-hmm. Crouch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, we'll be back, I think, in a couple of days with a special E3 predictions cast it's going to be short sweet to the point and it's going to have the dirt we get the real inside shit we're going to tell you what's going to happen where it's going to happen and that's, two, not, that's not true hey at all. hey <laughs> don't canadian, you contradict me canadian walmart be damned yeah yeah so it's going to be exciting uh we'll have that and then and then e3 is going to happen i'm going to go to paris you're going to go to richmond and you're going to go to mountain view i'm not going anywhere and um <laughs> yeah then E3 will happen and we'll, we'll we'll do a little wrap up and maybe some streaming and maybe some other shit. So yeah, cool. That's it. That's right, it. Thanks, guys.